welcome. Step right in. Take a look around. I promise that no matter who you are, we've got something here for you. Think of any creature, any companion, any friend. We've got it. It's our business to provide to you our valued customer. Anything that you could possibly think of. Anything at all. So, think real hard. Because we've got all that and more here at Zack and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop. Another episode of Zach and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop. I'm Zach. And I'm Griffin, and you got your two old favorite country boys down on the farm. Oh, we're just a couple of country boys here to bring you a good old country time. Just a couple of old blue-collar workers. You want some shine? We got some shine. You almost sort of took on the, the a mobster voice for a moment. Did I? You were like, we're like, like half a second. I was like, whoa, <laughs> taking on a different feel here. And I'm here for it. Hey, no. Accents, look, accents are nebulous. We all they, know this. They are. They, it's a strange um, place to be. Anyway, hey, everyone. Welcome. Hello. Back to an, uh, a very special episode because this episode... Griffin, <sighs> yeah, but this episode does celebrate a pretty big mi- milestone for us. It's true, it's true. Because this is this is a this is our anniversary episode. This is our second anniversary. We've been doing this for show for two years now. Yes, that's a lot. We'll be doing this. This will be episode fifty-two. Two years. We've done two years to make a year's worth of episodes. Yeah. Because we, you know, bi-weekly, yeah, you know. <laughs> but yeah, um, it's not to the, it's not magically to the date like it was last year. I think, um, it, yeah, it was. T- we'll be two days shy. Yeah, I don't know how that happened. Leap year was it? A, I thought isn't this year a leap year? I don't fucking know, man. I just kind of said the first thing that I thought would make sense. Um, we're, we're gonna look it up. <laughs> when f- is the next leap year? Why would you say when's the last leap year? Oh, yeah, no, apparently this year's a leap year. Then what the fuck? I, <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, uh, today, if you're listening on release day, November 11th is just two days off of our first recorded and released episode, which was November 13th, 2018. 2018 with our dear old with- friend, uh, dear old friend, Timothy Crick. Timothy Grick. Pour one out for Timothy Grick. Yeah, rip, 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 rip the Grick. <laughs> rip the Grick. Rip the Grick. But, friends, listeners, adventurers all, we are here today to uh, celebrate uh, two years together in this show as business partners, Zach and I, but also two years with you all as, as faithful customers yeah. and audience members. And we chose to celebrate those two years with probably just the dumbest idea that we've been kicking around for probably that whole two years. I have a, 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 a Word document that has a bunch of kind of just scattershot ideas on it. Along with David Lee Pancake. Yeah. Who knows, man? Who knows what David Lee Pancake is all about? But on this list of things, I have also had, in all caps, sitting 
Yeah, for reference where this is in the document, Zach, um, it's sitting before the list of things for our very first party pack. Oh, man. So it's, this, it's been a while. It's been a while. Uh, and that is, it says simply in all caps, Zach and Griffin's Yeehaw Pet Shop. That's right. Our dumbass country boy <laughs> intro wasn't just a random bit. We are going to be bringing... It's the in, entire episode. It's the whole episode, folks. You see, we're going to be uh, thinking of a good old fantasy ranch and what all you would need to make that happen. Um, to make to make that ranch just a little bit more like a, a, a lovely and prosperous home. Down home country. With some good old fashioned uh, uh, country fried creatures. Now, why don't we dive into that first one? I'm ready to dive into the first one. If you're ready to dive into the first one. I'm ready to dive into the first one there, brother. Oh. Uh, (laughs) 10-4, good buddy. (laughs) Uh, The first creature on the docket to make your your fantasy ranch the best it can be is a Valinar Hound. Yeah, you know, like when I think of a ranch, like you gotta have a good ranch dog. Gotta have a good ranch dog. Unless like we're watching Babe, in which case it's a pig, but like. Right. You gotta have some sort of ranch animal. To help out. Yeah, the herding animal, you know, gold-fashioned sheepdog. Um, I'm gonna read. I'm gonna read this entire flavor text in accent. Oh, okay, um, do it, do it, brother. All right. <clears throat> the elves. Oh, this this comes to us from Eberron, Rising of the Last War. By the way, <laughs> the elves of Valinar say that when their ancestors fought the giants of Zendrick, uh, these are fun words to say in this accent. Yeah, man. Elf druids took the form of animals on the battlefield. The cruel and mighty Emperor Kul Seer of the Giants laid a curse upon the druids and trapped them in the form of animals. Just as the ancestors of the Valinar guide their warriors into battle, these spirits of druids can awaken power in an animal to create a companion worthy of a champion. I that just fucking excellent? That's pretty nice. Valinar animals are... I, my voice cracked there. That was fun. Valinar animals awakened to advanced intelligence and power by the touch of an ancestral spirit. Traditionally, Valinar animals choose Valinar elves as companions, reflecting a bond between the ancestors of elf and animal. To be chosen by a Valinar animal is a great honor, and any such elf is treated with respect and reverence. Still, on the rare occasions when a Valinar animal chooses an adventurer of a different ancestry as a companion, it is universally accepted. And there are some, uh, some, uh, some, uh, I'm going to get stop that accent now. The Valinar hound picture here just looks like a good boy. Oh, it's, just, it's a very good glowing boy. Yeah, my, like a like a light kind of kind of daylight glow about him. He's got a good sort of like hmm. I'm looks to... like st- at the ready, ears ears poised to hear any signs of danger. If you had to liken that to a, a UTP breed, what what do you think? What do you think? Oh man! See, here's the thing. Here's my great shame: is as much of a dog lover as I am, I don't know jack all about. Because I'm breeds. getting like like part like German Shepherd, part Golden Retriever vibes from this thing. Yeah, especially in the ears, which are doing that nice straight up sorta. Yeah, maybe like a like an English Terrier a little bit in like the ear shape. Either the, either way, the... it's just a very good boy. Yeah, like like just the right amount of thick. Oh yeah. <laughs> got a powerful but build. There are a variety of like uh, ancestral traits that these animals can uh, be uh, gifted with. 
um, including but not limited to a lie detector ability where the animal does know when a creature within 15 feet of it tells a lie. Um, simple things like uh, quickness or camouflage. There, uh, one where it can your your dog becomes a lucky dog mm. and can essentially give you uh, a like a, a a luck blessing oh, for nice. an hour. A mode of possibility of sorts. Something something similar to that, and then some good old fashioned like fey abilities because these things are fey uh, with like the fey ancestry yeah. or the like fey misty step kind of thing. <laughs> But, like, otherwise, the the hound, the Valinar hound, can magically bond with a creature it can see uh, after spending at least one hour observing that creature nearby. And the bond lasts until the hound bonds with a different creature or until the bonded creature dies. Mm. And while bonded, the hound and the bonded creature can communicate telepathically with each other up to a distance of 100 feet. Oh, man, that's very good. Yeah. Oh, man. So, if you're out on the, if you're out on the farm... And, Yeehaw. you know, you need to, you, you've let your sheep out to graze and, you know, you got distracted by, uh, while, while, while churning butter and you yep. go, oh, dang, oh, dang, gosh, dang it. I've left the sheep out for too long. Hey, uh, hey, Bosco, you mind doing, doing a lap? And Bosco just goes, rub, rub, and cause they can't talk. Um, but <laughs> Bosco will then run a lap. And and herd all the sheep back, just just as as simple as that. Oh man, it is perhaps the most faithful hound oh, no, and it's, farm it's a, companion it's a that very, you could want. It's a very good hound, y'all. And uh, oh, I'm just like looking at it, and I'm I'm just I'm just kind of falling in love, you know. Like when you when you meet a new dog, a, a new dog. When you meet <laughs> a new dog, and you're just sitting there, and you're just like, oh man, god damn. Like that big old sheep dog that always comes up to us when we're at that. At Arlen's. Oh, that big old sheep dog. That big old sheep dog. And you just sit there I and you're to, just like, oh, you're just so good. What do I. You're the fluffiest dog. But, uh. you know, but Bosco goes and he runs circles around around your, your livestock and makes mm-hmm. sure they go where they need to go. And it's just. He's just such a good boy. He's a very good boy. We love Bosco. We, 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 Bosco will protect this we, house. We stand Bosco. Yeah. Among the other uh, animals, there are also Valinar steeds. And as we all know, a cowboy is nothing without his horse. Oh, definitely. I, w- I do want to point out this horse does look like it has a goatee. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, you're right. It's kind of got a little bit of a goat. It's got the weird, yeah, horsehair fringe under its under its mouth. So, hey, how's it going, man? I got a beer. Got... <laughs> um, there's no, the, there's no real difference between a regular steed and a Valinar steed, other than the stuff I've been over already with the dog. It, you know, it the is bonding, lovely. the telepathy, the 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 ancestral gifts. But yeah, its its coat is like a luscious twilight. It's very purple. Yeah, it's nice. Let's say it's more of like a like a like a blue. I agree to disagree. Okay. Well, <laughs> uh, <laughs> God damn it! That was stupid. Hey, that's me. Uh, that's no, that's what saying, I bring. I was, to, that's what I bring I to the saying, table. I wasn't saying you're stupid. I was though. Yeah, and that's where you're wrong. Oh, thanks, bud. Uh, but anyway, anyway. Valinar. 
Oh, they, they, what other? What other? Like, because um, the only things mentioned here are the Valinar Hawk, the Hound, and the Steed, which is a horse. Yeah. What other like useful or or you know excellent Valinar farm animals could we have? A turtle. Hmm. <laughs> now sell me on this. All right. So the the this turtle. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear that chuckle, folks? At the start of the at the start of the sentence, that was a chuckle of regret. Yeah, no, that's that's where I'm at right now. I'm really swimming in the regret. Um, so <laughs> this turtle, like you know, this is the whole tortoise and the hare fable, where the you yes. know where the tortoise you know, knows to slow and steady it, and that's that's just base turtle instinct. You know what I mean? Like go on, it knows to. <laughs> but now, now it's super smart. So now, like, not only does it it know that it has this advantage, but I don't know where I'm going with this. <laughs> but, allow me to throw you a allow me to throw you a line. Please Perhaps do. the farmer or the rancher could get inspired by like you can't rush crops. No. You can't you can't make them grow faster just by like willing it to be. No. So so maybe the turtle serves as a reminder to the farmer and the ranch or the rancher to like let nature take its course. That's exactly what I was gonna say the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. I will I'll do a I'll do a fun thing in post where I, I alter my voice to make it make sound, it sound like, like it was voice. me, just so that you know yeah. I, it was because like I said, I definitely thought of that idea. No, that's a first. great that's 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 actually really brilliant. I'm really amazed you pulled that around. I know. I'm so happy that I, Zach, not you, Griffin, managed to make sense of that <laughs> that rambling diatribe that I just sort Good. of it's good on. shit. It's good shit. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Valinor, Valinor animals—they're pretty great. Yep. Um, be sure to be sure to pick up your Valinor turtle uh, at Zach and Griffin's Yeehaw Pet Shop today. It's Zach and Griffin's uh, multiversal farm supply and bait shop. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Can I say real quick, um, so I took a vacation down to, in the, uh, not the deep south, but like Tennessee, Georgia area, the amount of, and I know these things existed, but seeing is different than hearing, the amount of like combination drugstore and like ammo or like ammo shops there were, it's like you can go refill your prescription and buy a new case of shotgun shells. It's like, hey, oh yeah, you gotta, you know, perfect. Re up your your you know, uh, 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 Zoloft, but also you're at a buckshot. Like, hey, one right. one stop shop it, baby. I'm sure there was also at one point a, or no, I, rather, I, I did see a like like bank slash bait shop. Oh man. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I can help you uh, start your your small business loans, and also here's some night crawlers. Right, right, right. Oh, and the la- because it's relevant to the to the to the yeehawness of it all. Uh, my sister and I, when we were driving down, did drive through a place called Turtle Town. Turtle Town. And Turtle Town was bullshit. We didn't see a single turtle. 
But immediately following Turtle Town was Ducktown, and we did see at least five ducks. There you go, at least. But I did, I did talk in like the southern drawl of like, was like, no, you you keep coming through Turtle Town. Turtle Town's a great place to live these days. You know, everyone's neighbors in Turtle Town. Fucking. You know what our motto here is in Turtle Town: take it slow, (laughs) take it slow, take it easy, and. You never, you never really leave Turtle Town. Turtle Town's really like a state, more like a state of mind. You understand? It's like Margaritaville. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Wasted away here down in Turtle Town. In Turtle Town. <laughs> 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 anyway, <laughs> that was really good. <laughs> Woo! All right, all right, brother. What we got next coming up here on the farm? Well, I'm glad you asked, man. So what we've got here is known as the Catablepis. Oh, hell yeah. Now, the Catablepis looks like a sort of long-necked cow with some tusks. You long-necked cow. (laughs) With also a club for a tail. The Catablepis. I don't, know, I don't know why. I don't know why, but the the way you hit that fur really got me. Hey, you're welcome. Uh, the Catablepis is a loathsome as uh, is as loathsome as the vile swamplands in which it lives. Oh man! Like such wastelands, this conglomeration of bloated buffalo, dinosaur, warthog, and hippopotamus parts have few redeeming qualities. Oh my god. Few travelers willingly traverse the territory of a catablepis. There is such a difference in like seeing what these things look like and then reading what they're supposed to be. Yeah. Buffalo, dinosaur, warthog, and hippopotamus. I mean, like I, I see I mean, literally I all the bits that they're talking about now that it yep. you know, brings it up. Yep. Apparently they have an animalistic nature. They are. That tracks. That makes sense. Despite their ungainly physiology, catablepis resemble natural beasts. A catablepis behaves much like an animal, too, ambling through its marshy home, munching choice vegetation, eating the occasional bit of carrion, and wallowing in mire. A catablepis <laughs> might be found with one mate it chooses for life, and on occasion, a calf. Especially if it's garden, it's young. A catablepis attacks anyone that moves too close. So they're just territorial swamp cows. Pretty much, yeah. They do have a stench of death. Oh. Catablepis stink, (laughs) like that of death mixed with swamp gas and skunk musk. That sounded so good in accents. Swamp Swamp gas gas and skunk skunk musk. musk. That might be the name of the episode out there, brother. Give it away as, uh, 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 gives it away as being much more ghastly than its appearance suggests. When it is on the attack, Cataplepis reveals the extent of its horrific nature. The creature's serpentine neck has trouble lifting its head, but one glare from its bloodshot eyes can rot flesh at the end. Excuse me? Yup. If you look at its uh, its stat block, it has a death ray. Okay, I'm gonna keep on to, uh, keep on reading. Yeah, at the end of its tail is a club that can rattle body and soul if it strikes true, leaving a victim <laughs> unable to act. 
If this the, is the best idea we've ever oh, had. Oh, this is fantastic. If the target of its attack dies, the cataplepus feasts on the fresh remains. <laughs> yeah, okay. Blighted territory. A cataplepus's nature as a creature of disease and decay brings out similar characteristics in the creature's swampy habitat. Good. Such a wetland becomes gloomy, tangled, and more fetid than it was before. Beneficial qualities of the environment, such as healing herbs and clean water, diminish when a cataplepis lives nearby. Swamp gases have a hint of cataplepis foulness to them. <laughs> Animals in the area are more aggressive and liable to disease. Degenerate, uh, de- degenerate creatures are likely to take up residence near Cataplepis' territory, as are those seeking to avoid notice. Jesus Christ. These things are a lot, more, a lot worse than we thought they were when we picked them. And that's kind of the magic of the show uh, sometimes. Most definitely. They apparently uh, 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 have some sort of sinister folklore. Let's read I on. I mean, if, if I had, like... Just, just we live in a place that is called the Great Black Swamp. We, it is that like, we live in. These things would these things would be the equivalent to like cryptids oh, of, must... of the swamp here. Yes, the BG Cataplepis. <laughs> swamp Gask and Skunk Musk. Swamp Gas and Skunk Musk. <laughs> it's like one of the like you know like when people make up like bullshit like southern like idioms it's like well i'll, yeah. I'll slap my uh, uh cricket's legs and call me Susie. yeah you're jump you're jumpier than a catfish in a pickle barrel <laughs> oh man man you're being shiftier than a raccoon at a parisian swap meet <laughs> I'm gonna read on. Okay. <laughs> Ordinary folk rarely see a cataplepis, but the creature has such a feared reputation that stories about it are ingrained in the popular culture. <laughs> Any rumor of a cataplepis taking up residence nearby is taken to be a bad omen, even if the rumor is proven false. The silhouette of a cataplepis with its tail extended over its body and its head held low is a Baleful her, her, her oh goodness this word's her, heraldic heraldic her, her, yeah. her, heraldic I don't, I don't heraldic is a sure. baleful heraldic figure signifying death or doom sometimes both sages say that gods of pestilence and rot created bad uh, cataplepis as embodiments of their influence whatever the origin of the creature stories link the cataplepis to misfortune and many of these yarns have elements of truth some such tales claim that hags tend cataplepuses like cattle and that a swamp ah. that contains a cataplepis might as well be home to a hag that drinks the monster's milk no thanks Hell yeah. Although a particular cataplepis might not be linked to a hag, a coven of hags might keep one or more of these beasts as guardians or pets. Other legends say that those of impure heart can tame a cataplepis. <laughs> Indeed, some tales have circulated of malevolent warlocks and dark knights who have discovered how to domesticate the beasts and use them as mounts. Hell yes. So yeah, there's a there's a lot there to unpack. There is. Uh, uh, looking over this here stat block, 
They do have a dark vision of, of 60 feet. Stench, any creature other than the cataplepis that starts its turn within 10 feet of the cataplepis must succeed on, a, uh, on a, a con save or be poisoned to the start of the creature's next turn. That's fair. Yep. And they have a death ray. The cataplepis targets the creature that it can see within 30 feet. The targets must succeed on a uh, con save or take a, oh yeah, a 36 or 8d8 necrotic damage on a failed save or half as much on a successful one. Nice. If the sale if the save fails, yeah, go ahead. If the sale if the save fails by five or more, the target in, uh, instead takes a sixty four necrotic damage, and if the target Fuck! dies, it, uh, uh, if reduced to zero hit points by this ray, so you know, fun stuff. Fuck that. Fuck that shit. I'm out. Well, hey, so okay, so let's let's sum let's sum up. Okay. Big swamp, big furry swamp cow. Big big furry swamp cow. Stanky. Oh, it's real stanky. Corrupts the land around it. Yep. Kills you with a glance. Kills you with a glance. Club for a tail. Yep. Friend of hags. Friend of hags. Makes milk. Apparently makes milk. I, I was really secretly hoping that was somewhere in the text, and I didn't, because I had that thought going into this, because we had been comparing them to swamp yeah. cows, or I'd been comparing them to swamp cows. But, like... Man, part of me wants to believe. I I want to, I want to believe that cataplepis milk is actually like a secret delicacy. See, I feel it's like just, it's just getting it is impossible. I feel like cataplepis milk sort of will, would have the same like you know, reputation uh, like reputation as like durian candy, where it's like oh, people sure. only try it like if they're trying to like do like a goof. Like it's like <laughs> I'm gonna try this durian candy. Blah, yeah. See, it's not good. Um, and I feel like this would I, be the I don't same know. Thing. Like, I, I that is probably the reality of the situation. But I want so desperately for this to be like, you know, like the richest, creamiest milk that makes like the best cheeses and shit. Actually, ca- consider cataplepis cheese, because cheese is the the stinkier the cheese is, often the better it is. That I disagree. Okay. <laughs> But continue. Continue with your thought. Well, that's just kind of a thing, right? Like, it's like, oh, yes, this 40-year-aged Gorgon bear. Oh, how putrid. Let me have a taste. Oh, yes, let me do it. And then they, <laughs> they have the, it's the cartoon and has the uh, wafting stench. Has the, the stink lines. Yes, yeah. Sort of coming off of it. And, like, you know, your the makeup, like, peels off your face as you try mm-hmm. and eat it. But as a as a uh, uh, as a ranch animal, as livestock, I don't, well, it depends. If you're making a fucked up dairy farm, you might be good to go. <laughs> if you're making a, if you've got a marsh farm, I mean, yeah, then you're set. Well, it's like because like that. I don't know if that'd be a farm more than like a ranch. Because like I feel like Fair farms enough. where you grow like produce, yeah, and a, ran- a ranch is more where you raise cattle. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so if you're just raising a bunch of cataplepis so you can milk them for that apparently very good milk, <laughs> that just legendarily good uh, milk. You might be able to do something with, like, it looks like they've got some sort of, like, f- like fur or thick hair. You might be able to, kind of akin to shearing a sheep, make some, you know, cataplepis trousers if or something. If anything's going to grow around these things, it's definitely going to be like mushrooms, too. So, like, maybe you can Ooh. get, like, some good, like, shroom stuff happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, they kind of protect themselves. They do. 
They've got the, stin- the stink wards things away. They have a death ray, and they have a club tail. So like, and they have a club tail, and you've also got a Valinor hound, just kind of keeping an eye on things. Yeah, a really, a really, a golden spot in this otherwise horrific swamp ranch. Yeah, it's not great. This isn't a great sort of uh, uh, example it's, we've created here, but it's a niche but, for sure. Yeah. Just because it's not great to us doesn't mean like 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 you know hags are into it. Trolls. So yeah, who's to say like trolls or like someone else? Lizard Wouldn't folk. Be. Yeah. Maybe like a maybe like a you know like an earth genasi. Probably. Mm-hmm. Um, turtles. A turtle could maybe be down. Mm-hmm. Some mm-hmm. hobgoblins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, bugbears. Oh, some bugbears. Oh, I just I just got a really good image of a bugbear in like a straw hat and overalls with like the piece of straw oh, hanging yeah, out yeah, the like, mouth. Yeah. Ooh, it's real it's, good, it, Zach. It is very good. Playing it's a, real playing good a, up in this head of mine. Playing a banjo. That's how a banjo sounds apparently. In my yeah. head. <laughs> um cat cat milk, um probably like man. Trying to think of all the permutations of milk and um, yo- applying cataplepis milk to those situations and trying to come up with yogurt. That sounds awful. I agree. Um, <laughs> a lot of a lot of people think yogurt's gross already. Cataplepis ice cream. Um, that would be interesting. I feel like that's kind of like a novelty sort of thing. Kind of like how charcoal ice cream is a thing. Is that a thing? Yeah, dude. Oh, that sounds awful. No, it's it's actually pretty good. It's, but it's like it's like it's pitch black. Like it is. Yuck. Yeah, it's got like activated charcoal in it. Big yuck. But yeah, if you're uh, if you're if you're looking to to start a good old fashioned swamp ranch, and uh, I'm sure that you can co- you can come back on down to uh, to us over here, Zach and Griffin's Yeehaw Pet Shop and Bait Store <laughs> and Farm Supply. Yep. And bank. Uh, and trampoline and, park. And, and trampoline park, and we can get you, uh, get you kind of some some starter catablepi <laughs> right away. There we are. I think that's about it for bleps. Why don't we move on? Good goodbye, bleps. Um, wait, what's this? Hang on, I'm getting. Uh, yeah, Jerry. Jerry, we're recording. We're recording, uh, Jerry. No, he's got, he had to give me a thing. Oh, we have a new sponsor today. Oh, oh, do we now? Yes, um, and it appears to be sort of a, we've got a, a sort of cross-promotional sponsor okay. for today. Um, I'm just going to, you know, I'll just, let's, let's, uh, let's let the ad speak for itself. All right, sounds good. Roll the ad. Jerry, get out of here. Jerry. Thank you. Are you ready for the world's most prolific bard? Bringing you a collection of the Kinderland's greatest hits, Zafir Shenastilia sings the hits with such classics as Morty's Mom. Morty's Mom has got it going on. She's all I want and I've waited for so long. Morty can't you Jackson's see? Girl. You know I wish that I had Jackson's Girl. I wish that I had Jackson's Girl. Where can I find a wizard like that? The pride and joy of the final flight. 
From Plains Watch to Bulwark, everyone knows a fear. Start spreading the news. Classics for now, classics for then, classics forever. I want to be a part of it. Bulwark, bulwark. Step into a realm of melodic marvels with the man of many faces. Planted by our shiny boy. He's Jackson Silver and his sight is not a toy. Blinded by our shiny boy. He's Jackson Silver. There's never been a musical collection like this until now. Get inspired. You need some help with that. Bardic inspiration. Going to give you help with that. Bardic inspiration. I Call 1-800-PET-SHOP and order your copy today for four easy payments of 25 gold each. Sit back, relax, and enjoy. Zafir Shenastiliath sings the hits. Toss a coin to your shifter, oh valley of plenty, oh valley of plenty, oh. Toss a coin to your shifter, oh valley of plenty. Man, what musical stylings! Well, yeehaw! Ah, oh, that was that was just lovely. What a I, yeah! What a lovely ad. That who, that who, vocalist? Yeah, who's this Zephyr guy? I I, I want to know more. I don't know. I don't think he exists in our verse. Oh, well, I I I gotta go. I gotta see him. We gotta open up. I mean, I mean, I'm sure we can get the portal team working on um cracking open a portal to that realm so that we can get some more stylings of this uh uh this mr man of many faces I just, yeah i just i feel like he'd be like like we'd be kindred spirits he and i i can see that yeah you know you're both tall you both seem tall you both seem tall have a that's, that's literally have that's a it. similar dulcet tone <laughs> you do sound you do sound kind of alike now that you pointed I out i know right Weird. Weird. There can only be so many voices, I guess. Yeah, I mean, like, people tell me I sound like Kurt Russell. I do hear that sometimes, yeah. Yeah. Especially in Uh, his younger days. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, what's our... I've been trying... Legitimately, I've been trying harder to not break in a bit as often, and it's very hard for me. Ugh. Hey, anyway, you're welcome. Uh, yeah, let's dive into this <laughs> next one, shall we? Um, yeah, this next one, uh, a, a classic on, I would imagine, most farms, at yeah. least ye olde farms. Uh, we have a good old-fashioned scarecrow. Oh, classic. Yeah. Um, as harvest time... Oh, wait, sorry. <clears throat> as, uh, 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 here we go. At harvest time, when death revisits the... Oh, what the hell? This doesn't sound like a normal scarecrow. When death revisits the twilight world and summer's blossoms bow their withered heads, eerie scarecrows loom in silent vigil over empty fields. 
With immortal patience, these stoic sentinels hold their posts through wind, storm, and flood, bound to their master's command, eager to terrify prey with its sackcloth visage and rand victims with its razor-sharp claws. Now, Zach, Rob, these don't sound like no, you, you, your daddy's scarecrows. Oh, yeah, yeah, they're definitely not your father's um, sort of scarecrow. You see, I added this to the list as sort of a, you know, as it would say, like, Sometimes, you know, when you've got your ranch, you know, it's a big open space. And so, you know, sometimes like you you get hoodlums that are, you know, coming out. They're smoking Mm. their weed and they're having sex on your land. Cattle blepis tippers. Cattle blepis tippers and and cow puncher. I don't know what I'm saying. (laughs) No, no, no. Stay with cow punchers. Cow punchers. And you need someone to you know, guard vigil when you can't be, you know? And so sometimes you just need to get a psycho murderer scarecrow to kind of scare the bejesus out of them, and then they don't come back. Mainly because well, yeah, they're brother. honestly probably no more, but you know that, that's neither here nor there. All right. A scarecrow was animated by the bound spirit of a slain evil creature, granting it purpose and mobility. It is this uncanny presence from beyond death that allows a scarecrow to inspire fear in those it gazes upon. Hags and witches often bind scarecrows with the spirits of demons, but any evil spirit will do. Although aspects of the spirit's personality might surface, a scarecrow's spirit does not recall the memories it had as a creature, and its will is focused solely on serving its creator. If, it, if its creator dies, the spirit inhabiting the scarecrow either continues to follow its last commands seeks revenge for its creator's death or destroys itself and those are constructs but one, one sec those are three very different options <laughs> like yeah like, either what, obeys seeks revenge or or it itself. just destroys itself like the, the, <laughs> <laughs> i don't know why that just blew my mind it's like hey, it just goes about its business or goes you know on a taken esque uh, uh, you know blood soaked <laughs> murder path, or uh, just tears itself asunder to you know never uh, live another day in this strange afterlife. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> As a construct, a, a, a scarecrow does not require air, food, drink, or sleep. Classic. It it, it can it can understand the language of its creator, but it cannot speak. Um, it is vulnerable to fire damage, which makes sense, considering it's a fucking scarecrow. It's, it's made of burlap and straw, like... Yeah, I don't think you can make something like that that's not vulnerable to fire. Um, it can it can scratch you with its uh, kind of sharp, uh, uh, you know, razor claws. Yeah, it's got some Freddy, some Freddy Krueger-esque fingernails. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And if, you, uh, if it scratches you, you have the possibility of getting frightened by the creature... And uh, has a terrifying glare, which, I mean, uh, that that tracks. It's pretty um, spooky. I realize I didn't describe what a scarecrow looks like, but, I mean, y'all, it's, it's a, a scarecrow. It's, it's, a, it's a fucking scarecrow. Like, it's your literally an animate, horror movie-ass-looking scarecrow. I mean, With Freddy Krueger hands. Uh, a scarecrow can target a creature nearby, and they must succeed on a wisdom save, or they are magically frightened... Until the by the scarecrow and being frightened in this way also makes one paralyzed with fear. Oh man, shaking in my boots. So um, they are. It does. It does. <clears throat> it does say here. I'd like dial out of that. Yeah, you got. 
I'm here. It does say in here that, like, they're made from evil spirits, and the default scarecrow here is listed as chaotic evil. But... But, I mean, like, farmers need farms, too. Farmers need farms. Shut up. (laughs) Villains need farms, too. Yes. Like, villains can't feed... How how do they expect to feed their evil empire... Without some evil farmers. Well, that or, like, yeah, sure, that their their soul used to be evil. But, like, it's been brought back and it's given it's been given a new purpose. And that, that purpose is to follow in the instructions of its, uh, of, of its creator. So, mm-hmm. like, you know, if it's, you know, creating, you know, fantastic produce for the neighboring town, <laughs> like... It's it, it's taken an evil soul and and given it a, a second chance at a at a at a good at a nice life, you know. It's gone to therapy. It's gone to therapy. Yeah, you know. <laughs> the farmer insurance you know plan it covers therapy, which is nice for yeah for this guy and be, be hanging around, standing sentinel over the fields, and all of a sudden you realize that tree over there is making some boss pears. Oh, the pears from that tree though. Mm. Magical, magical, change a soul. It, it 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 does, and even if it is easy, like you know, like it's, it says that it's evil. But as we say here, there is an exception to every alignment. It's true. It is. It's very true, and especially, and it's and it's curious. Like these things are considered constructs, and as we as as we've talked about before on this show, like constructs typically have like an unaligned or a neutral alignment. Yeah. So I think it's yeah. Tot- I think it's completely reasonable that that these things could have an alignment shift if tr- if treated properly. It's all about all you need is a little bit of love. Yeah. If show them the love they didn't have when they were alive, and who and knows some. some and some boss pairs. And some boss pairs, and that, you know, that can really bring a, a scarecrow around. You know what would also be scary, like, in place of a scarecrow? Um, what? You know, because, like, the, you know, you put a scarecrow out there, kind of like you said, kind of ward away. I wasn't going to say that, actually, because um, I know that, never mind. Um, Thank you. I was just going to say a, a dude with a gun. <laughs> like. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. What if you just gave the scarecrow, you know, your twelve gauge? Um, I'm gonna do, and then you program it, and you program it to say, "You kids get off my property." Well, yeah. So if we're, so, you're making a scarecrow. What are you dressing mm-hmm. it as? Oh, you know, like if you're gonna, like if you're gonna a, put clothes on it, I would like assume. a like a prince, a, a nice prince scarecrow. I, not like not like a like not generic a prince. No, I prince, mean like prince. Yes. Yeah. That the you, you sexy motherfucker. That yeah. prince. Uh, oh, prince. See, I was then, I, then. Then they'd be like, "What the fuck?" I prince? was thinking like Darth Vader. Oh, okay. I think Dar- like a Darth Vader could be good, but then Darth Vader's got Freddy Krueger hands for some reason, and they're like, <laughs> "Wait, you're mixing genres!" Ah! And then and then you get sliced up for smoking mm-hmm. for punching my cows. You know what I mean? And the nerd boys won't run away because they have to correct you that Darth uh, Vader yeah. doesn't use fr- uh, Freddy hands. Um, actually, Darth Vader doesn't use those. Skush, oh no, my smugness! And then it, and then they, and then they perish. Mm-hmm. That's I would that's dress the up new movie. I want to, I want to see. <laughs> nerd boys killed by a scarecrow. Yeah. 
for their smugness. B- for their smugness after the the scarecrow is dressed in conflicting pop culture references. Ah, uh, my fragile gamer tendencies. Uh. <laughs> my frail gamer arms can't help me in this real world situation. No one could have seen this coming. Oh man, my parents will never understand. I have 300 hours in Call of Duty. How do I not know how to rack a shotgun? (laughs) Um, Yeah, we we made enough good references. (laughs) I would dress my Scarecrow up as a Cataplepis. Oh, okay. Cataplepis in disguise. Oh, man. Or rather, I guess, Scarecrow in disguise. Would you make it like a a rigid sort of neck thing? So, like, the head's actually, like, above where, like, you know, a a human head would be and, like, the head, like, would poke out from the neck? Or... I'm thinking now it has to be kind of two scarecrows, like like uh, oh, UTP, how two people would get into a single horse costume. In the horse costume, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's pretty good. So one scarecrow is 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 bent kind of, you know, at Not, right at, angle at a 90 to degree, be yeah. to be the butt. To be the butt. <laughs> to be the butt. Yeah. I would hate being being the back half of a horse cuz I would um, my back would give out. Yeah. I've never come to think of it, I've never witnessed one of those things in real life. Neither have I. Only yeah, I know like only in like media yes like content creators rat and link when they they got into a, a oh, lmfao video with the with the zebra costume the zebra's very good the zebra yes. is pretty good that's like the mo- that's like the only visual reference i have for one of those things. that yeah and like like a shitty like all-state commercial and then like in cartoons and that's about it Pretty much, you don't see an act because it mainly because it just looks bad. Like, yeah, I've never seen a horse costume look good. Now the zebra's really the best one. Oh, zebra's so good though. Yeah, but that's what I dress my scarecrow nice. up as in a horse costume or a yeah, catab- yeah, yeah. catablepis. Yeah, a catablepis. Yeah, a good old blep. And I would cover it in you know skunk musk to make it smell oh, like yeah. catablepis. It's got it gotta have that skunk musk. And then the nerd boys would run up to try to tip the cataplepis, and then they would get slaughtered by two scarecrows. Yeah, the the hand would just come like come tearing through the side of the costume, mm-hmm. and they'd be like, "But I thought it was so convincing." Oh, and man, the artistry on that's really good. Oh, who made this costume? I need their number. You really got me with that one, man. Oh, and then they die. Mm-hmm. Never to be seen again. And and then the blood soaks into the earth, and then you get maze folk um, from the from the Tome of Horrors. And the cycle continues. And the cycle continues, yes. Um, yeah, Scarecrow. They're pretty straightforward. They're, spoo- they're spooky Heyman. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I got nothing else. Yeah, there we go. All right. Yeehaw, moving on. So the, we're gonna get a little abstract here, um, kind of oh, kind of like we did at the end of the Falinar sort of thing. Like you know, we we've all met you know, like heard of like you know dire wolves, dire bear, sort of these large sort of mon- monstrous uh, versions of everyday creatures. And so we figured mm-hmm. like for the for the brave farmer, yes, what farm creatures would we want to see dire forms of? So, man, 
I mean, you did give us a, a, our first very good example, I think, here, Griff. <laughs> what, with the, with the dire sheep? Which is the dire sheep. <laughs> this th- I didn't find this in any particular monster book. I literally just Googled dire sheep, and this, is what, this was the picture that popped up. It, see, I'm, I'm, the first one I'm going to posit, mm-hmm. dire chickens. Oh. Just some big-ass, like ostrich sized chicken crazy ass spines going down its back yeah the like the what's the there's a name right for like the weird floppy fringes that the like roosters have i have no clue well th- those but like they're you know mutated and like pustuly well, i'm going i'm looking it up okay what is a rooster's Weird hat fringe called a comb or a wattle. So yeah, just a big, gross, mutated wattle. That's yeah. <laughs> their their cockadoodle do probably has some like psychic capabilities. Too, oh, but... probably. I think that like their eyes, like you know, you kind of get back to like you know their roots were like you know like how the, there's the whole myth. I don't know if it's a myth or not, but that 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 T Rexes became chickens. Well, they got they got big scary T Rex eyes, you know. I think I think the thing is is technically speaking, the chicken is the closest living relative to a T Rex. There you go. In in our present day, I think that's the case. But yeah, so they they they, they harken back to that. You know, they got the big reptilian eyes. <laughs> Bogok. Bogok. And you're like, I'm out of the, here. There's a really good webcomic where it's like, you know, the whole, like, you know, I'm watching you. Like, I point at my eyes, point at your eyes kind of thing. Yeah. Like, I'm watching you. There's a really good, like, big, mean rooster I saw on a comic strip that was that was oh, doing bah. that. Like, gawk. It did hit me that a dire chicken is just a cockatrice. <laughs> well... Not uh, not necessarily. I mean, because the cockatrice has, like, the... In spirit, I suppose. But the cockatrice has, like, the petrifying capabilities. I mean, yes. I like to think that the dire chicken is still has the big fluffy feathers. Yeah. Oh, man. And that... And instead of a, a dire rooster um, so, calling it, to wake up the day, um, a dire rooster call instead uh, signals the apocalypse. Yeah. And, it, and it, it, if it's a rooster, it's a dire cock. <laughs> if the dire cock crows three times on the dawn, run, run for your lives. And then it does, and then the whole town uh, uh, flees the small, you know, uh, uh, farming community. Um, and then it's left, and that's when the dire cocks take over. I like to think the dire cocks can breathe fire. I don't know why. That was just a good visual I had. Yeah, and then, uh, then cockadoodle. <laughs> I want to see this movie, like, you know, it's like the Children of the Corn-esque film where it's like, like, all of the townsfolk are gone and the only thing Uh left are are dire cocks. I I picture it as like a a really shitty budget sci-fi movie a la Sharknado. That's pretty good. Or like, or like, dire cocks. Or did you ever watch uh, uh, the the film adaptation of Stephen King's novel, The Langoliers? No. Okay, well... Yeah, my reference isn't going to Surpri- do much here. Surprise, surprise. I haven't seen a movie. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> dire. So hmm. I want to touch on something and I want to use that and then circle back onto dire chickens. Okay. And, and, and pose like dire cows, like dire bulls. Okay. 
um, just mega cows. Oh right? man, super big cows though. Like, could you imagine like running of the dire bulls? Oh, that's a, that's a certainly a death wish. Oh, most definitely. For only the hardiest of adventurers to really test their metal. Their horns are like serrated. Oh yeah, there's it's their their horns have just become knives. Like <laughs> they've been replaced with Bowie knives, and they uh, 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 run real real fast. I think they'll trample you to death. I think to show how tough they are, all the bulls have mustaches. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and, uh, yeah, they just got this real fearsome look in their eye. But, like, my, I guess my query is, because the idea, at least my idea behind the dire, the dire stock. Okay. The di- dire livestock. The dire stock, yes. Is that they're still just on the cusp of useful livestock. Yeah. So, Dire, dire cow. I know we talked about cataplepis milk, but like dire cow milk, yay or nay? In or theory. like di- di- dire steak? Oh man, a dire steak would be delicious. Like it would be like I feel like that'd be like some Flintstone shit. You know, like you're like they, yeah. they bring like your, like your car tips <laughs> over. Absolutely, it's just you know just a big old fucking rack of ribs. Ooh, and then like on the same vein, then. Uh, you know, like dire, dire chicken. Dire chicken tastes like chicken. Uh, I feel like it, like like it's just a buffalo wing. You know, <laughs> dire, dire dire chicken wings yeah. are just the size of your fucking head. Yeah, like, it's like the turkey leg you'd get at like you know like a ren fair, but like t- multiplied by two. Yes, or three. But like it, like it comes pre like. It just comes out of the creature soaked in buffalo sauce. Damnedest thing. Damnedest thing. (laughs) I I would have a a dire chicken leg. (laughs) That sounds delightful. It's buck wild. Uh, uh, Dire dire sheep then. Yeah, like dire sheep, dire goat. Mm -hmm. Dire goat sounds dangerous. Dire goat does, like, those horns are probably just spears at this point. Because goats are, are are already pretty ornery. Yeah, the dire goat probably is just murderous. Yeah, they can boomerang their horns off. Oh god! Projectile and they circle back and then just stick right back into the head. And it's mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. A, a harrowing sort of experience to see. Um, yeah. If you manage to survive. Um, yeah, they have. Which, they have which like, is unlikely. Granted. Yeah, normal goats have like you know the uncanny ability to kind of climb like sheer cliffs. Yeah, um, dire goats just have like a spike on the bottom of their hoof that they can just you know climb vertical surfaces. Yeah, and then they they also just jump onto your roof um, and impale you with them. Just because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like like whether or not they mean to, it's just they step on the other roof of your house and then that big spike shoots it collapses. In. Yeah, it yeah. collapses or you get impaled with the. With the hoof spike. Man, dire goats. Damnedest thing. Oh, man. But I think that dire sheep wool, again, it's kind of like a, like, you know, really hard to get your hands on. 
but is like the highest end. Oh, it's very bed. good. It, the only problem is that like anytime you wear a sweater made of dire sheep wool, like you look like Cruella uh, Deville, like with just this long, <laughs> like it's just the 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 you know the essence of this wool is just it's so big. So if you want to work with yeah. it, you're gonna have a very large gar- uh, garment. It's it's just how yeah, it yeah. goes, you know. The problem with shearing dire sheep wool is that the wool has like like legitimate static electricity properties oh, like yeah. running through it. You've got to wear like rubber gloves mm-hmm. and like be sure to like, you know, make sure your like your feet are grounded so you don't like like get struck by lightning. Oh yeah, definitely. Also like big teeth, really big teeth. Oh yeah. That's that doesn't have anything to do with the quality of the fur. They just got really big gnashers. Yeah, no, I once saw a dire sheep eat an entire goose. Like yeah. Just like one chomp and the goose was swallowed gone. it whole. Just the whole yeah. goose was gone. It was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, we're, al- we're almost out of time, but I want to posit one more thing okay, for you. Okay, hit me with it. This, is, this isn't exactly in our normal uh, frame of reference of, of what we do here, but I want I, the idea popped into my head of, um, you know, like, so like, essentially, the thought I had was like dire produce. Okay. Dire carrot. I mean, yeah, if you could, if, like, dire is probably the wrong word, the wrong uh, prefix to apply to this, but, like, if you were a farmer and you were going to be taking something to fair that was, like, your, like, some, by some grace of God act of nature, you wound up with this individual item of mega produce, what would you want to have? A potato. That's yeah, like like a barn sized potato. Well, yeah, it's one of those things like you could like you know when you get done, you could yeah carve it out, make it like, ooh, make it into something cool. Yeah, like make a boat out of a potato, a, <laughs> a potato boat, and it wouldn't last long. Good. Nah, but it'd be fun while it lasted, you know. But for like a noble, a noble like twenty five minutes, you could set sail. Oh yeah, I mean it'd probably last longer than that. Like you'd probably get a good day out of it, and then it would get kind of gross yeah. and start falling apart. Yeah. I, I, you know, just from its size, like I think it'd take a, a bit to soak through. But no, it's like like that could become like the new barn raising. You know, like the community gathers around to like carve mm. a big, you know, carve a boat out of this big potato. <laughs> Yeah, no, we all go down to the uh, to the Rob family farm every every after the end of every harvest to carve this big old gosh dang tater he worked up. We don't know where he gets the dang thing every year, but he makes a boat out of it. It's the it's a strange. Oh, it's the damnedest thing. (laughs) But it's what it's part of what makes this place home. That's exactly what it needs to be. Yeah. (laughs) We don't know where he gets the dang thing, but. I would go for like um like a like a grape a grape like a but like a single you know like a single grape okay that was like the size of you know like um I'm trying to think I'm trying to think of big spheres a planet not a that be that'd be absurd a moon that's we're getting closer. A like like not like Pluto size because that's still ridiculous. But you know, like you couldn't you couldn't wrap you know you it would take a chain of like twelve people to fully envelop this grape. Yeah. Because just think of all the things you could do with that grape. And also, I'm trying to picture the like the plant 
that would have to grow so big to grow a singular grape like this. Yeah, no, like it would be great because you know how like when people do like grape smashing, like when you know, they go, mm. yeah, you just have to stomp on the one. Yeah, yeah, it'd be great. It'd, it'd be like you, a, make so, you could make so much wine out of it. Well, yeah, like I, 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 I have this vision in my brain of like someone bouncing on it. You know, like it, it's got some give to it, but then like yeah, but then the some moment that tension. that that the surface tension breaks and they just go. <laughs> And, the, oh. and they just get lost inside the grape. And Jamie! Jamie! <laughs> Jamie's gone! Ja- oh, get, get, the, get the ropes! Help me! Ja- Jamie Dung fell in the grape again. Oh no, there's so much water in here, I can't breathe! <laughs> <laughs> Jamie! Hang on, Jamie. All right, get the get the scaffold, get the rope. Hold on, Jamie. Start eating your way out get if the, you can. Get the prod and sticks. No, not get- the prod and sticks. <laughs> Jamie Dunn went and fell on the grape again. Oh, that man. Boy, I swear. That, that, that boy's always bouncing on the grape, and then he gets... We warn him every, we warn him every year. And then he every breaks year, he's through. Like, he's like, nah, it won't happen this time around. I've been practicing. And we're like, what have you been practicing on, Jamie? There's only one giant grape a year. You can practice on, on Farmer Rob's giant potato, but that ain't the same thing, and you dang well know I, I it. I practiced on the one last year. <laughs> and you fell in again last year, Jamie. Yeah, every year you get better. That's how it works, duh. That, that kid's not so bright. Oh no, I'm stuck in the grave again. Damn it, Jamie. <laughs> Do not get the problem sticks. <laughs> when, are, when is some TV network finally going to wise up and give us our own improv show? That's what I, I'm that, saying. That, that's what I'm waiting for. Hi, get at yep. us. But yeah, I, th- I think that's... <laughs> I think it's a good place to call. I think it's a good place. I think it's a good place to call this. <laughs> oh, goodness. Thank you all for coming on down to Zach and Griffin's Yeehaw Pet Shop this lovely afternoon. Oh, most definitely. As per usual, you can always hit us up on Twitter at Pet Shop Cast for any recommendations or questions or uh, queries or... Or if you just want some ice cold lemonade. Or some lemonade or some, some say hi... Our, our inboxes, our, our DMs are always open. Wink. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> uh, like we said at the top of this episode, this is our two-year anniversary, and like, my goodness, it has been such a ride. Uh, thank you all for listening. Thank you all of you who listen every week and who have told your friends about the show. It's been a delight mm-hmm. uh, doing this for you all. And Definitely. We love you very much. Without y'all, we, y'all, we wouldn't be able y'all. to do this, um, and so we're very appreciative. Yeah. And so with that, I think it's time to give y'all a, a good old fashioned country farewell. Oh, okay. Well, everyone, as per usual, I have been Zach. And I've been Griffin. And just remember, folks, at the end of the day, why? It's all about love, baby. Yeah. Y'all come back now, yeah? Thank you all for listening to two years of Zach and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop. If you enjoyed the show, consider leaving us a review or telling a friend about us. You can find us as part of the Ghostlight Media Network over on ghostlightmedia.net or on Twitter at Pet Shop Cast. On our website, you can find links to our merch store and Patreon page, which helps support all of the Ghostlight Media shows and all of the amazing people who create them. Speaking of which, thank you to our patrons Everett, JJ and Veronica, and Christina for your continued support. We'd like to thank Nikki Does Puzzles for making our theme song. You can find her SoundCloud at Nikki Does Puzzles or at Tuttle underscore Trouble on Twitter. 
We'd also like to thank our friend Rin for voicing the ads you hear on the show. You can find Rin on Twitter at Rin underscore Moran and on the Imprinted Echoes podcast as part of Ghostlight Media. We'll be back in two weeks with another episode. Until then, thank you. All of you from the bottom of our hearts, thank you for listening. Here's to another year. Bye. This has been a Ghostlight Media production.